And for those of you who are here, I want to welcome you to our 100 Days of Prayer. We are so excited about this opportunity that uh, we, we have to pray uh, to God, to uh, um, ask God to enter into what to to enter into uh, what we are dealing with. And this 100 Days of Prayer, uh, part of the initiative uh, every Monday at 12 p.m., there will be someone from either staff or someone from the prayer partner ministry or a member of our church who wants to lead us in prayer. And they are going to lead us in a devotional. And I just want to give some context to the 100 days of prayer. And in, in terms of the goal of 100 days of prayer, um, but then all, but but then also uh, more specifically, what is the goal that we have or the goals that we, we have? What are we hoping for? Uh, what are we expecting and, and how are we going to engage the church with um, the 100 days of prayer? But more specifically, how are we going to engage you, you guys or those of you who are watching uh, in uh, every Monday at 12 p.m. here? So the big picture as we think about uh, this moment, 12 p.m. on Monday, on Monday afternoon, big picture, Jesus has called us to make disciples who make disciples. And one, one, one of the ways that we, we grow as a disciple and one of the ways that we teach people to grow as a, a disciple is spending time with Jesus, spending time with, with Jesus. And one, one, one of the reasons why that's important is because, number one, God has told us to do that. But, but then also modeling Jesus, there's a scripture, I think it's in Luke. I'll need to check the reference. Um, and if, if you know the reference, let, uh, you can write it in the chat. It says that Jesus often went to lonely places to pray. So if Jesus, who is the God of this world, uh, who is our Savior, who is divine, if he prayed, we also need to pray. And streamlining this big picture of making disciples, the mission of our church is building, is trying to build a transformational community so that we can grow and love, number one, with Christ, but then number two, grow in love with one another. So as we focus on growing in Christ and growing in how we love one another, how we love Jesus, we are um, concentrating on that, um, on that mission, on, on that goal uh, to be kingdom-minded people. So the goal of our, our 12 p.m. time is really to spotlight the ministry of prayer throughout our church body for 100 days, to experience also a season of inner healing and joy as we grow in the daily habit of prayer as a unified kingdom-oriented church family. So that I know that, that that's a mouthful. Um, and what we're going to do during our 100 days of prayer, but more, more specifically, every Monday at 12 p.m., is we're going to give you guys prayer, prayer points through Scripture. And we're going to be doing some different prayers and modeling different prayers that God's people can pray. 
uh, such, such as prayers of con confession. How, how do we pray when we sin? And then also prayers of adoration and lament. Or, and how do, you, how do you praise God through, through prayer? How do you speak well of God through prayer? But then also we're going to talk a little, a, a little bit about what does it mean to, how, how, how do we pray a, a prayer of thanksgiving? How do we acknowledge God for who he is and for all that he has done for us? And here's a few things that we hope for. For, for you guys who are participating here at every Monday at 12 p.m. You, you hear that? Don't forget. Every Monday at 12 p.m. there will be someone from the staff or a member in, in our church or prayer partner who's going to be engaging us in prayer and giving us really um, uh, models of prayer and, and, and also giving people words to, to pray. So if you're someone who feels like, man, I don't, I don't know what, what to say to God. You know, he's, he's this big guy, and I've heard other people pray, and I'm very intimidated by, by prayer. We want to help you remove the shame or guilt that comes with you waking up in the morning and feeling like, man, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I don't re really know how to say it. I don't, I don't know if God hears me. Uh, and we want people to just get started. Right. We we want you to get started. We and we also hope that you are able to develop a fervent heart of prayer. And also, like, like I said, re remove the shame and guilt that that so many of us associate with with prayer. Um, and then a question that I'd, I'd love to to address here. As we dive into our devotional, as we dive into this initiative to really pray and ask God, what does it mean to think and consider? What does it mean to really be kingdom-minded people? And how do, we, how, 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 how do we do that? What is the vehicle that God uses with his people to connect what he's doing, do what, to connect what he's doing in heaven to what he wants here on earth? Why do we pray? It's a big, a big question. Why do we pray if God is omniscient? Now, for those of you who don't know what omniscient means, it's just basically a, a, the, a big theological word that we learned in seminary. And it, bas it basically means that God knows everything. He's omniscient. That's one of the characteristics of God. It's one of his incommunicable attributes uh, that he has, that he knows everything. And one, one, one way that I like to answer this question briefly is that, num number one, we fundamentally believe that God is a God of love. And as, as a God of love, um, God has given us the ability to choose. And one example of that is back in Gen Genesis chapter 3, chapter 2 and 3, when God, told, when God told Adam and Eve, you can choose from any fruit of the tree. You, you can eat from all of it. He gave them a buffet. And he said, listen, you guys can do this and this and that. But then he also said, but don't do, but don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But they decided as a result of, of the free will that they had, the, uh, God gave them the, the ability to uh, decide between good and evil. The, and God gave them the ability to decide if they were going to follow him if they were going to trust in God and follow him 
or a trust in themselves and live in disobedience. So we believe that God has given us God, that God loves us. And one, and one of the ways that God shows his love is that he gives us free will. And as a result of God giving us free will, the reason why we pray is so that we invite God in. You hear that? The reason why we pray is so that we invite God in. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that there are some situations where God won't intervene, but there are certain things in your life. If you want God to do, we need to invite him in. If you want God to change your heart, you need to invite him in. If you want God to change your perspective, you need to invite him in. So here's my definition. Now, I know that there are many definitions out there of, of prayer and there are, de and there are uh, many methods of prayer, but Along the lines of what we are trying to do here at Carney E. Free and how we are trying to disciple people, how we are trying to point people to be kingdom-minded people, this is what I believe prayer is. Prayer is a way of powerfully subjecting our fundamental sinful propensity to control the decisions of our life independently of God. I know that was a mouthful. Let me say that again. Prayer is a way of powerfully subjecting and sub submitting our fundamental sinful inclination or pro propensity or desire to control the decisions of our life independently of God. So here's my question for you as a way of application. What area of your life is the Holy Spirit nudging you to let God into? What area of your life is the Holy Spirit nudging you to let God into? Maybe the Holy Spirit is leading you uh, to let you to to let God into your, your struggle with anxiety or maybe your struggle about your finances or maybe your struggle with lust. I know that's a big thing or or maybe your struggle with singleness and, and your struggles in marriage or your or or maybe you might be someone who's considering changing your careers? How does the Spirit of God influence every decision that we are making? How does, how is God uh, going, how, how do you want God to bombard your heart? How do you want, how do you want God to handle your heart? Or maybe you feel un unsettled with where you are in life, but it's not one, t and, and, and here's the thing, as, as we think about prayer, as, as we think about praying these things, it's not simply a one-time thing. I encourage you to keep praying. So, sometimes we get so discouraged about prayer because we you may be the person who prays to God for one thing and then you, you stop praying for it. But God says pray without ceasing. And here's, here's a promise in scripture. As, as, as we pray without ceasing, what what you are doing is you're continually continually submitting to God. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes the way that don't you know that sometimes the way that God works is is that he works through removing certain layers of, um, if you will, a fat in your life in order to get to where you need to be. And so and, and, and sometimes that, that's how God works. But the promise in God working in you, here's the promise in Philippians chapter one, verse six to seven. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion 
until the day of Christ Jesus. Do you hear that? God is the one who's overseeing your sanctification. God is the one who is overseeing your progress. And even if you don't feel it, God is still working. Come on now, that will preach. I need some of you to say amen in the comments section. If, if you agree with me, say amen. That is, some, some, that is a, a strong promise that God, has get, that God has given us. He's the one who initiates the, the work, but he's also the one who carries the work, who oversees the work of sanctification in you. So if you are someone here who, if you feel like, man, I don't feel like God is working in my life, trust and believe that he is working. Trust and be believe that he is orchestrating every part of your life, even the, even the most mundane moments. You may be a parent who stays home with your kids. God is working in you. You may be someone who's looking for a job or you may feel stuck. God is still working in you. And then along the same lines of being citizens of another kingdom, Pastor Adrian, he, he preached a wonderful sermon to help us launch this 100 days of prayer, but then also to help us to focus on um, why we are praying, Fo focus on not simply why we are praying, but what we are praying for. And it's really that we are citizens, is to help us to understand that we are citizens of another, king of another kingdom. So if we're going to be citizens of another kingdom, we must pray that God helps us to do that. Prayer will propel us into believing and, and knowing and conforming us into the kingdoms of God, the, the kingdom of God and what God re requires of his kingdom and his people to be kingdom people. And here's a scripture that I want to point out today. Psalm 119, verse 36 to 37. And this is what it says. Psalm 119, verse 36 to 37. And I encourage you to read it. And this is one thing that we are going to do is along the lines of prayer and and showing you guys how to pray, what we're going to be modeling or get or or by um, what how we are going to serve as an example for you guys is connecting prayer to scripture. So but so in other words, how do I pray in such a way that conforms with with scripture? But then essentially is how do I pray according to God's will for my life? And this is what Psalm 119 verse 36 says. It's, and it says this. This is fascinating. It says, turn my heart. Now, this is a prayer that uh, the writer of Psalm 119 is praying. He says, turn my heart toward your statues and not toward selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. So essentially what he's doing is. He's inviting God through prayer, like I said earlier. He's inviting God into the depths of his heart so that God can reorient his heart, so that God can reorient his mind, so that God can reorient his priorities. And there are some of you, or, and I know for me, I need God to constantly reorient my priorities because I'm constantly straying. There are things that... Uh, pull my heart that I need to constantly bring before God. And here's my question to, to you, and we are going to enter into prayer, is 
What do you need God to turn your eyes from? What, what do you need God to turn your eyes from and to turn your heart to? In Psalm 136, again, it says, turn my eyes, turn my heart, the depths of my being, the depths of my desires and my passion, turn my heart towards your statues, or in other words, bend my heart towards your statues or towards your word and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things, preserve my life according to your um preserve my life according to your word. And this is what we will pray today. What do you need God to turn your eyes from and to turn your eyes to? Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you would turn our eyes away from worthless things. Help us to cling to your word as kingdom-minded people. Help us to set aside those things in our life that really don't matter that are really not a priority. May we be sensitive to how your spirit is nudging us, Lord. And Lord, if if your spirit is nu- if your spirit is nudging us to tell somebody to just re-reach out to somebody to confess our sins to somebody, Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that. And help help us to come alongside one another too, Lord. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all, listen up, be blessed. We we love you guys. We and and also if you have a prayer request, put it in the chat so that we can uh, pray for you guys. Peace. I don't know if you want to these are the comments here. Oh. Um if you want to look through those at all before you end it. But sure. it's up to you. Sure, yeah, let's probably let's, can't get get to all of them, but oh, I think I'm still live. You are live. Oh. I'm all right. it's casual. <laughs> Okay. Hey, yeah, it's casual. Hey, what's hey, up? say hi to Cody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can def I can de- de- I can definitely read your comments here. Let's see, let's see, let's see who's on. Hey, Lisa, it's good to see you. Hey, um, Cameron, it's good to see you. You're on lunch break at school. Nice home. Uh, Kinnett Anderson, you're home. Crystal Heinrich. Yeah, those are more towards the beginning, but like okay. down here. And- okay. All right, we got someone watching from down the hallway. Okay, Denise. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have, okay, someone wanting to uh, draw closer to God and heal broken relationships. Yeah, if you're wanting to draw closer to to God and heal broken relationships, that's definitely something that God wants for you. And it it takes time. Those are big, big, big prayers, and, and it takes time for those things to happen. And then someone says, I'm wanting to be more faithful in prayer in my prayer life and set aside more time, more free time from the distractions of life. It's so hard to do that, right? Because we're we're so busy. Um, But I'm happy that you are making that decision to set time aside, set some distractions aside uh, to do that. Um, Praying for my little school child. All right. Yeah. Pray for your children. Pray for your children. I just became a father, so I, I pray for my son every single day. Give him a lot of hugs and kisses, and he's probably tired of them. But and someone here said, "Pray, pr- prayer for another way of worship, all all areas." Um, amen, amen. A lot of comments here. Thank you guys. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Megan O'Brien. 
Someone says, I feel the Holy Spirit nudging me towards making an intentional effort and application of keeping a careful guard over my tongue. Yes, so, some of us need that. Amen, amen. The, all right. Well, thank you guys for, jo for joining us. Um, ne next week, we're going to have Justine, who oversees the storehouse. She's going to be uh, leading this devotional. Please don't miss it. She is she's a powerful woman of God, and uh, you guys do not want to miss it. Listen, we we love you. We we care for you. For you guys, uh, con continue to engage and also share this share the video and, and and encourage other people to join in with us. Now you guys can enjoy your lunches, and that's what I'm actually going to go do right now too. So, peace.